Hello and welcome to Hands-On Techie Talks, where we talk about all things creation and innovation for kids like you. We are two girls who are current students and future engineers who love using technology to solve the problems that we see around us. My name is Danielle Boyer, and I'm a young Indigenous educator, author, and robot maker. And I'm Vinia Gunnishaker, a 13-year-old changemaker who loves robots, helping my community, and protecting our environment. This podcast is sponsored by the STEAM Connection, where we make accessible, affordable, and diverse science, technology, engineering, art, and math educational resources for kids and build up future STEAM superheroes. You can learn more and start making your own robots now at www.steamconnection.org. You can follow along with each episode at www.steamconnection.org slash hands-on. This is our second episode of Season 2 of Hands-On Techie Talks, where we will be diving into our new mini-series about growth relating to plants and how we can foster growth through things like farming and gardening and why it matters so much. Today we will be learning about hydroculture. Hydro or hydra are words with Greek origins that both mean water. We see this influence on many words in the English language, such as carbohydrate, dehydration, hydraulic, hydrogen, and hydrotherapy. That's so interesting. Hydroculture is the method of growing plants in the nutrients that they need instead of soil. The plant foods are simply put into water instead, and it makes a solution for the plants to live in. Vegetables, flowers, and herbs can all be grown in water, and I think that's super neat. Hydroponics, or hydroculture, the growing of plants without soil, has a long history in many, many different cultures. From growing in very ancient civilizations to modern food production in harsh environments or raising high-value products in controlled situations. We even see things like hydroponics in NASA and in space, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about that later. But today we're going to be delving into hydroculture and what that means and why it's so cool. We wanted to talk about this today because understanding hydroculture and hydroponics can help us see how plants grow up close. We can see how plants develop. Beyond just understanding this growth better, we can learn about these simple systems that can be used to even grow our own food. Usually, a plant's root are hidden in the dirt, and when they're in water, we can see everything. This reminds me of the motors that I use on my robots. In past episodes, I've talked about the robots that I create, and I use motors every single day. I use motors that have these big yellow gearboxes, which is basically a house for the gears and the motor shaft. It helps us increase or reduce the motor speed. But the yellow plastic used on the gearbox makes it so that we can't see the gears moving inside of it. It obscures our vision to be able to see everything moving. It can be harder to understand how it works if we can't easily see it. When designing things and learning about stuff like science, tech, and engineering, it is so important to see how everything works. And that's why I'm such a huge fan of hydroculture. There are actually different ways of growing plants in water, which I think are really cool. And I'm going to talk about some examples from Kittle Encyclopedia. The first is static solution culture. This puts or floats the plants in water containing nutrients into a container. The water is renewed by a control system to prevent the plant's roots from becoming dry. The water does not flow through the container, but remains static, which means it does not move or flow. Because the water is still, algae often grows, using nutrients and covering the plant's roots so that they are not able to take in the nutrients so well. Algae growth can be reduced by using some method to prevent light from reaching the roots, for example, black plastic or aluminum foils. There are different sea creatures that eat algae as well, some that can live even in a standard fish tank. Anyways, the static solution has to be changed every week or two to ensure it has the correct amount of nutrients. 
I used to have a fish tank and a few different kinds of fish that ate algae as well. I had one fish that lived for like eight years. It's crazy. It was actually a goldfish. And often people don't think that goldfish live a really long time. But that just shows how important it is to take good care of your fish and animals and to treat them with respect. Make sure that they have a lot of room to grow and live and that you feed them the best diet for them. My goldfish really liked cucumber slices and boiled and cooled peas, by the way. I think that's super tasty. My fish's name was Kingston. Aww. Yeah, taking care of the animals and world around us is so important. We should place ourselves into an animal or plant's shoes. How would we feel to live in a small fish tank or to be fed the same type of food all the time? It's important to extend kindness and a good heart to everything around us. My brother is actually studying biology in college right now, and that's super cool because he used to love animals as a kid. That just shows if you're interested in something when you're young, you can potentially pursue it as a career. So, I want to talk a little bit about kindness. Personally, I think it is really important to treat everything with kindness for many different reasons. I believe that when we come back in another life, which may look like something different for many different cultures and religions, uh, so for example, reincarnation is a huge part of Hinduism. It is when the soul, which is seen as eternal and part of a spiritual realm, returns to the physical realm in a new body. A soul will complete the cycle many times, uh, learning new things each time and working through its karma. Also, many Christians believe that they will take on another life in heaven after leaving their physical body. Whether we go to heaven, jhana, or the next world, we have an impact on this place and the next. One that lives not only with ourselves, but with the people who we spend time with and our earth with as well. My point is, our impact matters all of the time. So kindness is such an important and beautiful thing that we really need to think about and we really need to extend to others and to ourselves. I totally agree, Danielle. Kindness is a beautiful thing that lives in our earth for a very long time. I think that it is so important to talk about this because I see people around me sometimes not treating animals or people kindly or with the respect that we all deserve. So from a really young age, uh, my parents talked to me about how having kindness and respect for others was so important. And that's kind of the lens that I look at the world with and how I can help others and how we can all support one another. But it's not just about others as well. It's also about how we can treat ourselves with kindness and the respect that our body deserves. Um, in previous episodes, we've talked about mental health. And that's something that can be really hard to talk about and hard to think about sometimes. Because it's like, what does this even mean? But when we take care of our body and we eat good foods and we eat foods fresh from the earth that we grow, and when we are around friends and we take time for ourselves and we rest, that is treating ourselves with kindness. When we treat ourselves with kindness, we have a newfound appreciation and respect for others as well. I think that when we lead by example with ourselves, others will see that and follow suit as well. For example, I'm a role model and so is Vinia. We both work with kids who are younger than us and people look up to us. People look at what we're doing as an example of what they should do too, which is why it's so important, for example, for us to take care of ourselves so that others can see that and hopefully follow suit as well. But I wanted to just kind of interject that a little bit um, about the impact of kindness and how it lasts longer than we do. I think that's just such a special message and something that I think we need to remind ourselves of uh, more often even than once a week, because treating each other with kindness is just such a beautiful thing and it will make the world such a nicer place if we can allow ourselves to treat each other well. But let's jump into hydroponics. We just talked about growing plants in a static solution. 
But what about a solution that isn't static? There is a solution called a continuous flow solution. So let's reflect. What do you think that word means? Pause this podcast and write down on your worksheet what you think a continuous flow solution is for growing plants. All right, now that you've written down what you think it is, let's talk about it. A continuous flow solution is growing plants in a stream of continuously running water. The plants can be placed in a shallow container and the water containing the nutrients runs right through the plants and roots. This can be carried out in several different ways, either passing the water over the bare roots inside a tub or hollow container or passing the water through a mat of fiber into which the roots have grown or variations between the two. One of the main advantages of the system is that the nutrient water can be kept in a storage container and if any changes need to be made to the nutrients it's easy to do this to the storage container. You can just add it right in. The system usually runs by gravity. The storage container is placed in a higher position than the plants and the water trickles downward until it's passed through the roots of the plants and into a lower storage container where it is pumped back up into the higher container. I just think that's so cool. The advantage of this method is that it uses the nutrients efficiently. It allows oxygen to reach the roots, which is really important for healthy growth, and the water can be adjusted super easily. I think that this is really cool and I really want to try it myself to see how it works. This next method is super cool because NASA has written some articles and done experiments on it in the past. It's called aeroponics. This uses a system where the roots of the plant are contained in a chamber, which is sprayed continuously or discontinuously with a fine mist of water containing nutrients. The roots of the plant hang in the air, and the advantage of this system is that the roots have good access to oxygen. A lot of different plants can be grown with this, and it does not require a lot of water which is why it has been appealing to places like NASA. It also can be easier to grow plants. Wait, we have to talk more about NASA and plants. NASA has been a super hot topic lately because they recently sent a rover to Mars, which is so, so cool. So I didn't know this, but plants have been in space since 1960. But NASA's plant growth experiments began in earnest during the 1990s. Experiments aboard the space shuttle and International Space Station have exposed plants to the effects of microgravity. These experiments use the principles of, you guessed it, aeroponics. According to an old article of theirs, aeroponics systems can reduce water usage by 98%, fertilizer usage by 60%, and pesticide usage by 100%, all while maximizing crop yields. Plants grown in the aeroponic systems have also been shown to uptake more minerals and vitamins, making the plants ultimately healthier and potentially more nutritious. NASA has a new article as of this year called Growing Plants in Space, where it talks about research, vegetables, and how long-term missions can happen with the help of growing vegetables in space. I think that this is a super cool read and that you should check it out. So, there are many ways to grow plants without the use of soil, many more than what we've talked about. Let's talk about an activity that you can try at home. But before we do that, I want to talk about a kindness activity, because that has been something on both Danielle and my minds lately. Our activity is do one kind thing today. Whether it be watering a plant, private messaging a friend in your Zoom class, that you think their outfit looks nice or that you hope they're having a good day, or giving the stray cat outside a bowl of water. Think about what you can do today to be kind and loving to those around you. This is such a great idea. Danielle, your outfit looks nice today. Thank you. 
In addition to doing something nice for someone else, take the time to do something nice for yourself today. This can be in many different ways, like taking a break, exercising, or eating something healthy. I totally agree. That is a great idea. Uh, today, to do something nice for myself, I decided to take a rest day from exercising. I usually exercise every single day, and I hadn't been feeling too well. And I knew that if I was going to exercise, I would be pushing myself too hard. And so I decided to just do some stretches and to chill out and work on my paperwork instead of pressuring myself to exercise more than I needed to. So taking that break is really important and was something that I could do to be kind to myself today. So I have one more activity, which I think is super exciting. Our activity is from the hydroponics planet. Do this activity with an adult. First, get a water reservoir, something that will store water. This can be an old plastic tub or even recycled plastic bottles. This is a great opportunity for you to save something from going into the trash. You also need to make a growing tray, which will hold your plants steady and elevate them above your water reservoir. Plastic cartons, styrofoam egg trays, microwave meal trays, and just about anything flat and approximately size will work. Again, use something that you'd normally toss away instead of getting something new. Next, you'll need seeds or saplings. I really suggest using seeds. Commonly sprouted seeds include broccoli, celery, and chia. Put a few seeds in a damp paper towel and fold a few times. You want to end up with a rectangle about one-fourth to one-third of the size of the paper towel before folding. Then, put your folded paper towel into a sandwich bag and set it aside. After as little as a day, you can see roots emerging from the seeds. After a couple days, you'll see even more growth. Just be careful not to leave the seeds in for too long, or their roots will tangle and weave into the paper towel. This is a fun activity that you can do right now. It's really easy, and I loved it. My mom actually sprouts different seeds to eat, um, and so I got to see this activity a lot growing up, and I think it's really interesting, and it's really cool to see how plants are growing right in your own hands practically. So that's all that we have for this week. We hope that you had as much fun learning as we did and feel even better about treating others with kindness as well as yourself. Remember that you can follow along with each episode at www.steamconnection.org slash hands-on. We'll see you next week.